Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. Her name is Keelan Darby. She is the wife of a former police officer, uh, Ben Darby. She, of course, also a police officer. Ben is in prison. And this story gets very, very weird because if I take the facts as they've been presented to me, he should be nowhere near a prison. In fact, he should still be a cop. Uh, Keelan, first of all, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Okay, so let's let's try to break this down. I've heard the um, the phrase or the saying, um, suicide by cop. That means, if I can just in a very broad way explain it, where somebody is convinced he or she wants to die, but they don't have... I don't know, the, the ability to do it themselves. So they, they somehow get into a situation with a gun, a weapon, or something, and then when the police arrive, this person ends up being killed by the police. In other words, they wanted to die anyway, but they made the police do it, which is a horrific thing to do. You shouldn't commit suicide anyway, but that, that's just a ridiculous thing to do. You've described Ben's case as a case of suicide by cop. Why? Yeah, absolutely. So Ben was on duty for Huntsville Police Department in Huntsville, Alabama, on uh, April 3rd, 2018, and he answered a call for service, meaning he was on duty that day as a uniformed police officer for a man who had called dispatch and said, I've got a gun, the front the front door is open, I'm about to blow my brains out. So the man himself so, made the call. It wasn't like a neighbor, wasn't a spouse, it was he did the call. He did it himself, yes. Okay, go ahead. And, and so the dispatcher said, okay, hold on, stay on the line for me, I want to help you. And you can hear Parker say in the 911 call, no, I'm good. And he hangs up. So dispatch tries to make contact with him again. And during that process, they send two officers to the call. One of those officers gets on the radio and asks for any available units to help them. And Ben was available. So he went. Uh, Ben got their third. And as a police officer, we are trained nationwide when you're dealing with someone with a gun inside their home. You don't go in there if, because you don't know what's going on inside that house. And it's been the said officer, many times, Keelan, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that a domestic situation is always the most dangerous because, as you said, you have no clue what's going on. There could be booby-trapped, could be a bomb, could be anything. Ambush, exactly. Okay. And that's what his call sounded like. And so Ben relied on his training to set up a perimeter and to call that guy, Parker, out of the house. He'd done that on several calls before this one. He had been trained that way. And... That's what he went off of. So when he got to the house, he grabbed his shotgun thinking they are going to set up a perimeter like they're trained to do. And to his surprise, he saw one officer in the house and one officer standing in the doorway as he made his approach. So um, he got there, saw that the officer in the house had nothing to protect her from Parker, who had a gun to his head. And there was nothing in between uh, she and Parker to protect her. She had her gun pointed at the ground, so she wasn't going to be able to defend herself, right. uh, you know, if he were to shoot her. And so Ben told her, point your gun at him. He can shoot you. And he had said that several times, as well as telling Parker to drop the gun. Uh, ben saw that Officer Pegues, the female, was failing to properly communicate and effectively communicate with Parker. Uh, he wasn't following her directions, and she was stalling, not being able to tell him what she wanted him to do. She further stepped deeper into the house which as law enforcement officers, that's a silent call for your other officers to help you out. Okay. And Ben Ben went entered the house with her as well as Officer Beckles. And uh, he raised his shotgun at Mr. Parker and said, drop the gun. And Parker said, no, I'm not going to do it. And this is Parker. So he's got his gun like this. Okay. And Ben said, I'm not going to tell you again, drop the gun. 
And Ben's, according to Ben's account, because again, I wasn't there, but according to his account, he said that Parker looked at him stone face, shrugged his shoulders and moved the gun forward. Um, By doing that, that's a furtive movement against law enforcement. That is a threat of force and a uh, correct usage of deadly force for a police officer to have. And Ben stopped that threat against his life and the other two officers' lives that day. Yes, a life was taken, and that's always a tragic event, but Parker forced Ben's hand. Yeah. Ben was going to come home that day. It's a it's a horrific story. I'm sure he's not happy about having taken a life, but as you, as you said, if it goes down the way that you said and the way that Ben uh, related to you, then obviously it's a righteous shoot. I mean, you've got people's lives on the line here, and at the end of the day, we don't know if this was a suicide by cop or not. I think that you'll pontificate about that some more in a minute. Let me reset who you are. It's Keelan Darby. She's the wife of Ben Darby. He um, She says he was wrongfully accused in this in this shooting with this guy. So uh, I've got to ask you a pertinent question. Two things. Number one, what year was this? This was in 2018. Okay, so 2018. Already BLM is out there starting trouble. Already Antifa is out there starting trouble. Already mm-hmm. the defund the police movement is, is getting legs. Um, of right. course, we've now found out that BLM, and this is me saying it, not you, was just a front for a bunch of people to buy some mansions and get a bunch of money. They're not really saving anybody's lives, um, and they certainly aren't out to save black lives. So that's the first question, 2018. So that was already happening. The social justice movement was already happening. What race was Parker? Do, do we know? It's a white male. Okay, so it wasn't a black guy because that would have changed, probably changed the, 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 the dynamic even more. But the attacks on the police and the vilifying of the police, that was already happening. Would you agree that it was already happening? Yes. It, it, in Alabama, it wasn't as uh, strong as it was you know, in Minnesota or D.C. or Chicago, but it was starting to happen. Okay. I would say that the only racial issue you have with this is the other two officers were black and Ben is white and Parker is white. So um, BLM actually showed up to his trial and tried to, you know, Try to uh, what? get onto that. What, what, was, what, just, was, what was their t- stake just, in this whole thing? They, I don't really know. I mean, they don't have, there's nothing, there's no racial issue. You know, it was a white on white shooting, right. which that shouldn't even be a, an issue as it is. Oh, no, I agree. It's, you and I agree wholeheartedly, you know, Keelan. There's no yeah. way that should be an issue. But the reason I brought it up, obviously, is because if, if there is a black person who ends up dead and a police officer pulled the trigger, that's it. The police officer is guilty and should be sent away for life. And, and that's right. their take on it. So I wanted to make sure that we got the racial situation out there. It's Keelan Darby. Mm-hmm. She's being supported by PipeHitterFoundation.org. PipeFitterFoundation.org. Go to that website and check out what they do. So uh, the story, as you told me, is pretty cut and dried. Now, I'm not a law enforcement officer. I've got law enforcement in my, in my family. I watch a lot of crime TV, which, of course, is dramatized. But let me ask you, as, as a police officer, if the suspect is holding the gun to his head, you don't take any action. The second he points it at you, that's when you can take action. Am I right about that? Per Supreme Court case law, uh, Graham versus Connor, it says in that the wording in that says the officer does not have to wait for the beat of the weapon to be pointed at them. Wow. So if they, so if they, fee, if an officer feels that they are in threat of uh, deadly force being used against them or someone surrounding them, they are, uh, they are justified in using deadly force against that person. So Ben had told Parker multiple times, "Drop the gun, drop the gun." Um, no action is an action, and that is clearly stated in Alabama law. If you choose not to follow the directions of a police officer or anyone, if we're just talking, you know, big picture, yeah. you you deciding not to act when someone asks you to do something, that's an action. You're choosing not to do what they want you to do. But but even um, as you told the story, he does he does make a move. 
Right. He does make the move and he moves the gun forward just ever so slightly. That's all it and takes. That's, right. And that's something that law enforcement is taught uh, nationwide. It's the action versus reaction concept. I'm holding it. If I'm holding a gun to my head, you tell me when I'm going to shoot you. Go ahead I, and I, would have, I would have no yeah. idea. Yeah. And, I, and that's right. a very good point. What about the other two officers on the scene? What did they say? Did they defend Ben? So um, Officer Beckles, the male officer, did defend Ben. Officer Begis, the female officer who went into the house wrongly, did not. Uh, she went to trial and said that she was never in danger. She never felt that the situation was out of control. Wow. Uh, frankly, she's wrong. If you look at her body camera footage, you yeah. can tell that she has no control over the situation. Now you have all these people who say, well, Ben escalated the situation by running in there and he was only there for 11 seconds and then he killed Parker. Um, and to those people, I say, if, if you've never been put in that situation and you're not a law enforcement officer, you don't have, you don't have the backing to express that because you don't know what it's like. You, we, we go through this training. Him and I both went through this training through the FBI, um, police survival school right. where we had a, a very similar s- scenario and it was the right thing to shoot the person. That was the end of that. That was the end uh, point of that scenario that we went through. And then Ben gets this in real life and he does it according to how he's trained by the state of Alabama, nationwide standards, and then the FBI. And now he's in prison for doing his job. It's Keelan Darby, wife of Ben Darby. She says he was wrongfully um, uh, convicted of, of <laughs> killing somebody. He's in prison right now. What jumps out at me, and I, I, I don't remember, the, is her name Puglis? Is that, was that the other officer? Puglis. Pegues, okay. All right, so Officer Pegues is there, and in your opinion, because of what you just told me, Ben saved her life that day. Absolutely. And she testified against him. She did. Have you had an opportunity to talk to her? I mean, did did Ben's lawyers cross-examine her? If the body camera shows that she isn't following standard operating procedure, she's not following protocol, if she's in the house when she shouldn't be in the house, what what is her argument? She says that she had it under control? Yeah, she says she had it under control, and you bring up a good point. The During the trial, um, it was closed to the public, so everyone, including myself, was not allowed to be present oh, wow. in the courtroom. It was only for the, judge, for the judge, the jury, and then the state and the defense. Um, that's a Sixth Amendment constitutional right that Ben was denied. Then no, you without a the, doubt, he's allowed to have a, a, a public... To, to be heard by a jury of his peers and to have a public forum in, in this process and to not have his wife there? Yeah. At, at what point do your lawyers not sue the prosecutors for doing something wrong? That was wrong. You, again, I don't know if he's guilty or innocent. You say that he's innocent. I believe you. But I, I don't know every detail of the case. You should at least be able to be there. Are you kidding me? Right. So we weren't allowed to be there. So we would watch the we would watch the trial in a separate room via, via a Zoom uh, feed. Wow. And throughout the trial, it was cut off because the judge would cut off certain parts that she didn't want the public to hear. Uh, That's a constitutional wrong that she committed. So that's part of our appeal. Um, Going into with Pegues, the judge did not allow and the prosecution fought against us allowing or presenting to the jury that Ben was cleared by Huntsville Police Department, that they found that he was um, justified in his shooting during the incident review board, the same incident review board that the prosecution was a part of and said, yeah, it's a good shoot. Uh, The jury was not allowed to hear that Ben was not sent to remedial training and that he was immediately cleared and put back on the street while the other two officers were sent through remedial training for lack of threat assessment and were not put on the street immediately. They had to go through retraining. 
they were not allowed to hear that um, testimony of a police academy instructor who taught action versus reaction and who he himself was involved in an officer-involved shooting uh, similar with action versus reaction with a guy who had a gun pointed at the ground. And this officer was not able to recognize the subject, uh, flip his gun up, and he got shot in the face. Oh, wow. The officer got shot in the face. Um, thankfully, it was birdshot, and he survived. But he had a real-life scenario that he taught to the academy that Ben went to. Um, his testimony was not allowed to be presented. A neighbor to Parker had several conversations with Parker about how Parker hated police and how Parker had told this neighbor, I'm going to get a cop into my house and I'm going to kill them. Oh, that was not allowed to be heard to the jury because it was hearsay. It's not hearsay. But no, it's not what hearsay. If, if, no, if the neighbor is the one reporting it, it's not hearsay. Um, right. If if one of your guests were to talk about the conversation we're having right now, that's yes. hearsay. But if you or I were to talk about it, right. it's a direct witness. Right. If you life. leave my show and go tell somebody else what an idiot I am, and you probably will, um, you're allowed to because this is you. You were involved in this interview. So none of that is legally true. So I want to go back a, a couple of steps, and we don't have a ton of more time, but something you said needs to be reset. The Huntsville Police Department cleared him. Yes. The prosecutor's yes. office that prosecuted him agreed with that. Yes, they were part of the incident review board. And when it was time to ask questions, no one asked questions to any of the officers involved that um, had to go forward and talk to the board. And they were, they cleared him. They cleared Ben, said he was just, it was a justified shooting. The next obvious question is, why did they prosecute him? Because there's bad blood between Huntsville Police Department and the district attorney's office. Yeah, but, the, the, but, given- uh, but again, the district attorney, I, I'm trying to follow here because I'm a pretty logical yeah. guy. They agreed with his clearance. He was yes. cleared, sent back on the street, not even remedial training. Then they went yes. back and tried him anyway. Why? Yes. It's, it's bad blood between the former chief and the district attorney. Ben was given, he, when he was, um, when the incident happened, that was April, between April and August, uh, attorneys from the district attorney's office said, hey, if you fire him, we won't charge him. Wow. The, the chief said, no, he didn't do anything wrong. It was justified. He's not getting fired. The DA said, fine, we're going to charge him with murder, did a grand jury indictment, which is as easy as getting a hand sandwich indicted. It's not that hard to do. Yeah. They charge Ben with murder. He gets formally arrested. Um, he gets put on administrative leave. Uh, 2020 happens. So then we can't have court with COVID. 2021, uh, January, Ben was given a deal for aggravated manslaughter. I got to stop you. I have to stop you. 2020 happened. It wasn't just COVID. 2020 happened. It was George Floyd. So when that goes on, we've got to prosecute every cop and you've got a good chance of convicting, right? Right. So that happens in 2020. We get a, he gets offered a plea deal to take aggravated manslaughter, no prison time, no custody time at all. Five years probation. He said, no, I didn't commit manslaughter and I didn't commit murder. We're going to trial. We go to trial. That upsets the DA because they wanted an easy way out. And I say that because in 2019, there was also a Huntsville police officer that was involved in a shooting. Same situation. Um, The only difference was their suspect had a gun in her waistband. They had called her out of the house like they were supposed to do. They told her to keep her hands up in the air. She had her hands up. She went to go reach for the gun. Never got her hand on the gun. All she did was reach for it. And the officers smoked her justifiably because she was going for a weapon. 
Those guys aren't in prison. Big Those difference. Guys didn't get charged. Big difference that Parker had the gun in his hand and had That's access to it. Uh, absolutely right. Absolutely, absolutely. right. It's, uh, so it's, it's uh, Keelan. I want to present who you are again. Keelan Darby. We've only got about a minute left, and I want to make sure we get in as much as we can. Wife of Ben Darby, who's in prison, she says wrongfully convicted. Pipehitterfoundation.org is the website. Pipehitterfoundation.org. Let's let's cut to the chase here, and I want to have you on again. I want to get updates as the story goes on. Where are we right now? Has an appeal been accepted? Will he be retried? Where are we? Yes, we're in the appeal process right now. We are just granted oral arguments. So on November 10th, 2022 in Birmingham at Sanford University, there will be a public forum for anyone who wants to attend. I'm asking everyone who supports Ben to show up and wear blue um, as a silent call for the judges to see that people do support him and people are mad about the situation. They will make a decision, um, not that day, but they'll hear our arguments of why the courtroom was closed and why he wasn't tried as a reasonable officer. And then they will make a decision as to when we will get another trial. Well, hopefully that's going to happen. very hopeful for that. Yeah, I'm very hopeful as well. Hopefully this is going to help it out as well. 20 seconds, if that. What do the rank and file at the Huntsville Police Department say about this case? Uh, They're disgusted. They don't police the way that they used to. And they said that whenever there is a suicide call or suicide by cop call, Darby's case comes up every time. Wow. And it's got to make, you're right, it's got to make the job hard. And you're still you're still working there, right? I, I am. I don't work for Huntsville Police Department. I work for a neighboring agency. Okay. But yeah, I'm a sergeant there. Keelan, can we stay in contact? I want to find out more about what's going on with this. Absolutely, Joe. I appreciate you coming on today. It's Keelan Darby. Go to pipe, uh, pipehitterfoundation.org. And we're back right after this. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by. We appreciate Keelan coming on. We'll keep you updated on that story. Let's do some pop culture. Yep. Dirty pop. I pulled up talk to a brother. What's going on? All right. So I don't know if uh, you were aware of this, but um, Eddie Murphy is going to be making a fourth installment to uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I found that out a little while ago, but but this is going to be online, right? It's going to be on Netflix, and uh, Judge Reinhold will be in it, John Ashton, Paul Reiser, even Bronson Pinchot will be in there. Come on, man. Interesting. Now, how awesome is that? I I can't wait. I think that's incredible. Great stuff. All right, Polo, thank you. Sam, thank you. Carrie, thank you. We're back tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.